Welcome back, Art World. I am Miss Art World, or Catherine. Thank you for joining us again, Lisa. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> she is a co-host, but uh, every time is new for her. Every, every day is a new day. <laughs> uh, super ex- Oh, do we have things we need to talk about first before we introduce our very exciting guest? Um, this weekend, we will be at the Disruptive Canvas show. Um, for Johanna, and we'll be posting about that, but come on down and say hi. Yeah. And you can always find us on our Instagram, Art World Podcast. Boom, got it. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, so today we have Jackie Leishman with us. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> uh, Jackie, you are located currently in Claremont. Yes. Correct. And so she was kind enough to drive all the way to my brother's house <laughs> where we met her and we're currently sitting in a house. <laughs> looks like a frat house. It looks like a frat house. <laughs> it's totally cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> and you're being so chill about it. So thank you. <laughs> I swear we are professionals. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Games of risk and magic and risk and super dungeon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the board games. That's how we roll. I love it. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, you can start as early as you want. Like, I was born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or as late as you want. I went to, got my BFA from here, my MFA yeah. from here. Okay, well, um, <laughs> let's see. I grew up in Georgia, and um, I was raised by a single mom and I have a younger sister. I went to college at the University of Georgia, um, but I got a degree in international finance. And after that, I went on to get an MFA from the Academy of Art in San Francisco in photography. And after that, I moved to Utah to get married and I started teaching photography at a university there uh, and then started having children and uh, switched from being a photographer to a collage artist because dark rooms died out. <laughs> no, I didn't have access to a dark room and um, all the chemistry was getting more difficult to find in the film. So I had to figure out how to still be an artist and no longer use the very tool that was kind of the center of what I was doing. Um, and now I'm predominantly all collage and photography shows up in very little ways, if at all, at this point. Wow. Yeah. Can I ask, how did you make the jump from international finance to uh, a master's of fine arts? Okay, well, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there's in there. Some different um, spectrums right yeah. there. <laughs> no, so um, I always liked art growing up. My mom actually made a little studio for me down in the basement um, as a kid where I would sit and glue stuff together like feathers and glitter and um, sequins and you know just like yeah. stuff and um, that's interesting because now that's what I do a lot is glue but um, I was a, I was a smart kid and where I grew up the smart kids were not encouraged in the arts like it was like something fun to do on the side but that wasn't taken very seriously uh, and at the time, I didn't take it that seriously for myself. And uh, so I went on and I thought I was going to be some CEO of some company. And so I went to college and um, was going to pursue that. And then I 
had a boyfriend that was taking a photography class and I was really obsessed with the dark room. I'd go with him and I'd ask all kinds of questions. He's like, just take the class yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, well, I will. So I did. Great idea. And um, I had an amazing professor. She, her name was Cheryl and um, she showed a lot of confidence in me. And um, after that semester, I went and studied abroad in Paris and studied art history there and ended up hanging out with a bunch of artists and photographers and um, realized that that's what I wanted to do. And so I went back home and tried to figure out how I could do that while still going to college. And so I found this program that was in the summer. It was called the Rocky Mountain School of Photography. It's in Missoula, Montana. That's really cool. And I did that for three months in between uh, my sophomore and junior year or junior and senior year of college. Um, and then came back and was like, I'm done. You know, my mom was like, you're not done. Yeah. <laughs> you need to finish what you started. And um, she's like, you never know what's going to happen in your life. You need to have something to fall back on. And so I finished my degree. And then that's when I went and on and studied photography, just predominantly is what I want to do with my life. Um, that's kind of, that's how that happened. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a journey. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And Missoula was very cool. I was introduced to a lot of things. I don't know if I would have been, which you don't think about in Montana. Yeah. You think it's like ranchers. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, like it was my first encounter with nudists and my first encounter <laughs> with like the Rainbow family, yeah. which I don't know if like it's anyways, like the, the Rainbow, they had their gathering there that summer. And then like the Hells Angels came and had their gathering that summer. Like it was just this like really yeah. like vibrant place and I, actually, I loved it I believe it I have quite a few friends who live up there and the, I'm and sure they that, love it yeah and it's I'm always a cool like it's place. such a random such a random place yeah but. it's one of the coolest places yeah. what that, is the rainbow family so I'm still trying to figure out what it <laughs> is right. but it's like what I took from it was um they move around and um kind of work like kind of migrant late like you know pick fruit and do things like that but try to live like on a barter system um and like kind of not within society they have their own society that that they live in um is it a little is it culty or is it just um, uh I don't know if it's culty but they changed their names okay. so like one of the guys in my program was actually kind of part of it his name was waffle um, and he lived by the train station, uh, like by the train tracks, and would dumpster dive for his food and refused to take showers because um, it, he said that it got in the way of his pheromones, like to attract people. So it was like, like just really fascinating, wonderful people. Yeah. Like I was like, he was super cool. Um, but yeah, like that kind of just like, really finding their own way in society mm -hmm. like on the outskirts of what's known yeah it feels like um and so by the end of the summer there was like this whole group of the people from the program living by the train tracks together like everyone was like digging it like Dang. thinking like yeah. yeah so it was just um uh it was eye-opening for me and yeah. i really enjoyed you know seeing all of that and experiencing that and um, you know, and the program was a hundred people and these hundred people, a lot of them had made huge sacrifices to be there. Yeah. So when you're around a group of people that make sacrifices to believe in something that they're passionate about mm -hmm. and want to change their life, it creates its own energy and you're, 
it makes you feel like the world is a little bit more magical than you thought it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that it was just a really special pl- place and time. That's really cool. And a hundred people, that's a pretty small group, really. Yeah. So you must have known everyone. Yeah. 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 Which was like art, like a hundred artists yeah. together. Like it was a little, little crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was a little crazy <laughs> and a little you awesome. Great. <laughs> it was. That it sounds was. amazing. Yeah. So jumping to the work that you do now, mm-hmm. um, can you talk about the materials that you use with your collage and how you come about them? And Yeah, so um, I have bins and bins of just scraps in my studio that I pull from, and most of it's just old work of mine or like... The way that I work through ideas is I just kind of doodle and like kind of make things and they're not meant for anything and they just go in the bin Mm -hmm. and then 10 years later they may show up in a piece again. Um, So I'm painting and I'm drawing and like old photographs like because I never threw anything away like from photography, you know, all the bad prints. I kept all those. So... um, they, they, they resurface, so it's kind of like a sifting through my own history of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mainly paper and charcoal and paint, uh, like found things. If I find anything on the street or something like that, I'll just kind of put it in my pocket and it will end up in a bin. And So that's mainly what I'm working with. And then um, I put it together in different ways so like this current body of work that I've been working on is about well, was inspired first by Yosemite National Park like going there and experiencing this like unbelievable violence that was happening between the water and the rocks mm-hmm. um, which was really overwhelming physically and to like hear it it sounds like semi trucks are literally like crashing into this rock wall um, and like most of my, all my work has been about duality, like feeling two things at the same time. So that place felt like that, like it was both like violent and then extremely peaceful, right? Like this unyielding rock and yet it's being ripped away or the water that was so violent is now this peaceful stream. Like it was so much of that all kind of in one that um, I started making work about that. And at first I thought the work was about that place, but now... I think it's about finding within myself something that feels equivalent to understanding how it is to be in the world. So to feel um, like kind of ripped apart and like completely in love at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like all of those things, that's just how my whole life has been. So the work is about that. And there's this quote by Annie Dillard. Um, She wrote Pilgrim at a pilgrim at tinker creek and she talks about how you can heave yourself into mountains and they hold it safe because mountains are home and so it's been more about like i feel like i'm like pretty much like throwing myself at these things that i'm creating and um it's kept safe right and it's just like a like it's a safe space to like work out whatever that is Mm -hmm. even if i don't quite understand what it is um at the time so that's what that work is about and i'm just you know, and I'm drawing and I'm using these scraps to express whatever that is. So that's what I'm doing now. And uh, are you putting it on like a thicker paper? Is that your... 
yeah, canvas so, or surface? Um, I do paper, and then um, I've just now gotten into working on linen and canvas, which I really am enjoying. Um, the paper was, I, first of all, I love paper, but you always had to frame it. And at some point I was just like, man, I'm looking at all these painters, and they're not, <laughs> they're not doing that. Like, is there a way for me to... Um, you know, experiment with that and kind of treat these more as paintings instead of works on paper, right? Mm -hmm. Like that are more fragile. And, um, and I'm really, really enjoying that. So um, that's what I'm doing now. And it's kind of a different, you know, linen and canvas feel very different than paper. And I can't work on them already stretched because mm -hmm. I'm so rough on them. Like the if they're stretched, I can't really get them flat enough. Mm. Um, so then they have to be mounted afterwards, which is tricky, but doable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm, so I'm going back and forth between paper and canvas and linen. Yeah. That's so fun. I love that, like, you're just like, I want to try this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I went and saw um, Mark Bradford's work and was like, He's doing a lot of paper on canvas yeah. and it's not behind glass like <laughs> I'm doing that like yeah. you know just like if he can do it I could do that Absolutely. you know so um yeah do you co you do you coat it with anything or is it I do just... I coat it with a, a pv glue okay so to kind of size it mm -hmm. a little bit um and keep it uh from like warping or kind of keeping a little bit mm -hmm. of strength in there so I coat both sides with the PV glue mm -hmm. so it changes the texture so the linen's not as soft okay. but um, I'm okay with that because yeah. I don't expect people to like wear it yeah. you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have an upcoming solo show is yes. um, the solo show primarily going to be your work on linen and canvas yes the big pieces mm -hmm. um, and then there's going to be some smaller works on paper but yeah, it's all this new That's work. Cool. Yeah, it's and your be... big pieces are big. Yeah, they're yeah, awesome. they're pretty big. Yeah. So the biggest one, well, there's one that's like that's a hundred inches tall, um, and then one that's ninety four by eighty four inches. Yeah, they're big, but um, like I see them even bigger. Yeah. But I'm just constrained by my own space, mm -hmm. you know. So. Um, I like the physicality of the work. So when I was doing photography. Um, I designed uh, my own like mural space to make photographs that were like 10 by 10 feet. Um, and I loved the physicality of, of that. And I like the physicality of drawing with my body. Mm -hmm. I like getting up and down ladders. I like, like, mm -hmm. I like that whole, you know, drawing like with little movements of your hand is very different than your whole arm and your body kind of shifting. So, um, the, the work for what I'm trying to go for seems that I can put more of myself in it mm -hmm. if it's larger. Yeah. That's so. what I was going to say with when you were talking about the concept of your work. Mm -hmm. um, I really, when I envision that, I envision you in a studio and working on large pieces and putting your whole body into mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Gesture and the energy of using your entire body mm -hmm. really... I think makes it the concept so much stronger and probably the work so much stronger because you could really feel that energy go into a larger yeah. canvas. Yeah. And I don't know, I think uh, smaller pieces, how small do you go? 
this is a small okay. so seven by five inches this mm -hmm. is actually where i work out like the language that i'm working in visually mm -hmm. like they're where i work out materials and like how things are going to interact in a certain way even though nothing looks like that they're all kind of one-offs mm -hmm. but it's the way the materials interact and i i work on that to figure it out and then it starts scaling up like okay i understand now what's happening in a in a, enough sense so that i can start to work larger um so yeah it's like a little alphabet almost yeah. mm -hmm. they're like little yeah it's its own language so these so. are never really finished pieces the, the smaller ones? The small ones are finished. Okay. Um, but I see them more as studies. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're, um, yeah, no, they're finished, and, like, I sell them and all of that. But, yeah, for me, they're how I work towards understanding what it is. So, like, I've started this new body of work that's about climate change um, with a, with a, a scientist, and um, that I'm working seven by five inches to understand, like, what is this even going to be about? Where is this going to go? What like, and then, so there's tons of these little seven by five inch pieces all over the floor, um, and then I start to see something emerge out of that, and then I can go to the next big, you know, thing and 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 know how I'm going to approach that. I love that you sell your studies because mm -hmm. I really yeah. feel like, as a viewer, you can kind of understand more of your process when you can sift through the studies mm -hmm. and then see we're getting at with the larger pieces yeah and i don't know if a lot of artists really show like their sketchbook yeah or their idea book yeah i feel like that's scary but i like that you do it <laughs> yeah i wouldn't show my sketchbook no no now you gotta show us crap in there. <laughs> <laughs> i'd have to edit it out be like not this one that's oh fine. well not all of them are seen <laughs> only the okay, one all right. <laughs> truth comes out <laughs> Yeah, the ones that are complete failures, they just end up back in the bin, mm. and they'll and get ripped up and yeah. put in something else. Mm -hmm. I love that you reuse and recycle your work. Yeah. And then build it into like your new work. I don't know. I just love that process. Yeah, I mean, I like it too. It it feels just natural to me. I yeah. I don't know. I'm not like trying to be like super environmentally friendly, although like I do believe in those yeah. ideas. <laughs> it just is that. Um, there's something about making a mark over the top of an old mark mm -hmm. that is you literally see history. Like I've always loved that when looking at artists' work. So like Richard Diebenkorn's one of my favorites. And um, what I like about looking at his work is that you see his old marks. Yeah. He was trying to figure out a line. And that doesn't sound that important, but to him it was really important. So then it, to me it's important because I'm looking at it. You know, and he kind of washes over it, but you can see where it was, and then he makes another one, and he washes over it, and you can, like, it's sometimes it is important to figure out what how you see something. Yeah. And I liked seeing that process all on, all flattened out mm -hmm. in one space. And um, so I've, I've kind of done that with my own, is just to be very honest about this process. Yeah. Like, it's not straight up, like... <laughs> All yeah. of a sudden, it's there. Like, there's so many mistakes along the way. Uh, but so what? Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, such a beautiful process in a way, though, because, like, you 10 years ago probably had different techniques, different mm -hmm. ideas, different thoughts. You were going through something different. And it's, like, 
you now is collaborating with you from 10 years ago oh, like a younger self i don't know i just think that's really like i've never thought about it like that that is beautiful that's Deep. cool thank you i'm gonna write that down <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded for you <laughs> okay uh we were looking at your website mm-hmm. and you had a section where you're talking about your uh dream or the studio that you were trying to build yeah no i'm trying to build my studio how yeah. how can you talk about that process i we thought it was really interesting yeah so my studio right now is in my garage like i've pretty much taken over the garage which is fine mm-hmm. um and i want a space that's my own like i don't want it to be a converted space i wanted it to be something that was designed for making art and so uh, my husband's brother is an architect and his stuff is amazing um and so i asked him if he would um, help me design something for the house um and um (laughs) you know i just gave him some problems to solve like i need really great light i need huge walls (laughs) (laughs) do it like you know good ventilation you know and then like make it so that i want to be in there like make it feel like like the air flows right Mm -hmm. you know these kind of um so uh he's designing it right now with his design partner and yeah like they came out you know and they did all their stuff and um so they're designing it and then once the design's done i'll go get you know the bids right from Mm -hmm. the contractors to build it and then we'll start so um yeah, it's gonna be like 750, 800 square feet, and nice. um, that's, that's a big space. It's gonna be big. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like I envision this stuff to be big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to do that. Um, so I just need some some longer walls. Mm-hmm. I need some mm-hmm. taller walls, yeah. and uh, um, and then I think I'll, I can feel like. There's something to having done that for myself to say, like, you're not in the garage anymore, Mm -hmm. even though that was great. (laughs) um, You know, just even have that has been such a a huge, you know, wonderful thing. But um, I like I want to show my kids, you know, I have three kids and I want them to see how it's a big like creativity and like like running down something like your dream and whatever you go after like I want them to see their mom do that and um like for it's gonna it's gonna be like a third of the size of our house so it's gonna be turned over to like creative space and um I think that's as it should be yeah Mm -hmm. so I want to I want to show them that so um yeah I'm hoping it's gonna be built by like next summer that's Mm -hmm. amazing yeah super exciting yeah so all this like everything i sell i'm like studio you yeah, know like for it's, sure yeah mm-hmm. just put it towards that and um and then i and then we'll see what's next mm-hmm. that's my goal yeah it's yeah, amazing cool. how much the space that you're working in can affect the work that you're making like even if it because i've worked out of a garage too and there's not great lighting mm-hmm. um it's you know, dusty and cold and or hot uh, or hot yeah either <laughs> one so hot um so it's gonna 
be, I think, really great for you to be in a space that is really perfect to what you're trying to make. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's been great about the garage, though, is I just don't care. Like, you know, I feel like maybe this new space is going to be a little too precious for me for yeah. a little bit, you know, to be like, oh, I don't want to whatever. And right now I'm like glues, everywhere, <laughs> yeah. all of this. And um, to have that freedom is so like I'm not a very clean maker. You know, it's just like complete chaos. Yeah in there and um, but it makes sense to me and so to have that freedom to just not even worry about having to clean up after myself and if I want it all everywhere and not be able to walk around it doesn't matter yeah. you know and if it's I'm getting paint all over the floor it doesn't matter you know um, you know I'm like try often like I'm like tracking things <laughs> all over and it's just um, that's been so wonderful to have that mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping I can still feel that way you know, I'm like, don't make it too nice. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. just, <laughs> Get in just, there. I just need just, walls. No, I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the best way possible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're making so many artists out there jealous right yeah. now. They're like goals. Like, how do I, I have like dream closets. A... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing I, per this is a selfish personal question. Sure. Um, I don't have kids mm -hmm. and I'm an artist and I were thinking about having kids, but I know that as a female artist, um, kids change things usually. How has that worked for you or talking about being a mom artist? Oh, well... That's that. There's a lot there. Um, when I had one, I was still taken kind of seriously, and like I could take him around with me to drop off art for shows mm -hmm. and things like that. Like I just have him strapped on. But once I had the second, and we didn't have money for me to have like a nanny, so I could like go out and yeah. do anything. And um, so I realized I wasn't taken as seriously. I was kind of seen as a joke. And it was just hard for me to be professional. And I realized um, I can only do a few things well. And having the career at that point and making art and being a mom were three very distinct things. And I could probably do two pretty well. I couldn't do three at all. And so the career kind of fell by the wayside while, I was, while they were little. And, but I kept making art. Um, and that's where I was transitioning from a photographer to straight up mm -hmm. collage. And so I was working through all of those ideas while I, while the kids were small. So I would work when they were napping, I would work at night, I would work on the weekend. Um, and it always felt like never enough. And I always felt like I wasn't doing enough. Um, I had a great partner, right? He was super supportive. He's like, look, and he always like, no matter where we lived, there was always an art space dedicated for me. Um, even if it was like a corner of, you know, something and it had to be blocked off with bookcases so the <laughs> kids couldn't get in there. And, um, so that was tough and I'm, there's no way to get around that, that it's hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, my youngest just went to kindergarten last year and things shifted quite quickly for me. Um, I had more time. The work 
drastically changed. It got a lot better because mm. I could give yeah. more time and my brain was better. And, um, and then the career opportunities started happening more because I actually had time in my life for it. I didn't before. And, um, you know, I still feel like I'm, I took 10 years off, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm behind and yet I wouldn't change anything because I got to have three kids and they're feeding, like I realized at some point that I was creating a life and a lot of the artists that I studied about um, were messed up in some way, you know, and um, had big regrets and, you know, these things, which is just life. Like we all kind of screw some things up in some major way and some, but I wanted like they feed me in a certain way. You know, those kids are, um, they're fascinating people. And um, my life is really full, um, sometimes too full, right? <laughs> but it's really full. And um, all of the, all the like the dichotomies within myself, like feeling like unbelievable love and unbelievable pain, like all of those things, like it's amplified and amplified in a way without like having to do drugs to get it, you know, kind of thing. Like it's just part of like really loving someone and giving of yourself naturally opens up things that are difficult and beautiful. And so it's feeding the work. Um, I never, you know, I have friends that are a little bit older and they'd be like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Like you're, you know, just be patient. Like you're going to see how this all fits together. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'd be so hard on myself, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like I was, I was like, just was, it was, you know, it was like a chaos of my life. And, um, and yet now, like looking back and having a little bit of perspective, I'm just like, wow, this is pretty cool. So, um, I don't know if that answers it. Like that was a very like convoluted, like long winding way, but, um, the bottom line is it's hard mm-hmm, to yeah. be a woman and an artist and to be taken seriously. But I also think, how does that ever change unless we come out of hiding mm-hmm. in some way? How is it, like, who's going to speak for us if we don't speak for ourselves? Um, we get to tell our own stories. We get to define what success is for us. We get to choose all of those things and, um, like, I don't, I don't want to give that power over to someone else. Mm-hmm. So, No, I think that's great because I don't think that uh, it's talked about very often is women artists having children and how they kind of deal with this, I don't know if conflict's the right word, but just the juggle of life of being a creator and being a mom at the same time. Yeah, you know, one of the things that um, has really gotten me upset is when um people think you're you're not as serious because you had kids and you know I would like kind of cry to my husband about that and be like and he'd be like who's more serious look at the sacrifices you make to go and make art in the face of of so much stuff you have so many people pulling on you and yet you've consistently made art consistently kept a space for that you know You've introduced your kids. Like, if you want to go see a show, you just would take three kids with you and you'd go see the show. And, you know, he's just like, what's that say? That's a lot of dedication. It's not less dedication. And so I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I liked thinking of it like that. Absolutely. So. Are any of your kids uh, creative? They're all creative. Yeah. In different ways. Yeah. I think kids are all naturally creative. It's just um, if, if it's fed or not. Yeah. But, you know, one's kind of a performer. The other likes to, you know, make up stories and draw. And, um, you know, it's just, um, you know, one wants to make movies or design video games. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think they yeah. just all, you know. That's but fun. I, <laughs> yeah. All so right. it's fun. I have a kid question. Okay. Do you <laughs> let your kids draw on the walls? Hmm. They have. <laughs> they have drawn on the walls. They actually draw on all the windows. Okay. Oh, that is a great That's a good compromise. Yes. Katie yeah. has a dream that when she has kids, they're going to draw on the walls. And she's it's, like, they embrace it's it. Be and like I was like, one wall dedicated. If they come to my house and draw on my walls, we're going to have an issue. You have to have dedicated spaces. <laughs> we do have a dedicated wall that they draw. It's a chalkboard wall. Okay. And so mm-hmm. it's painted black, and they, they draw on that. And then they draw on all the windows. I like that. With just with like dry erase markers, yeah, yeah. it's pretty great. And that's then awesome. you just clean it like once yeah. every two weeks. Okay, that's good. I used to get in trouble for yeah. <laughs> with permanent marker though, so I yeah, can see tough. why that was that's an tough. issue. That's tough. Uh, we have like a coffee table, and if you look under it, there's just black <laughs> sharpie all over it. So, but I would like to have a space true. dedicated art or dedicated creative space. I like yeah. the way that you yeah. said that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, before we kind of wrap up, you were saying that you have a new series that you're starting on, mm-hmm. that you're working with a scientist. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate? Well, it's pretty new, so we haven't talked much about it okay. like with other people, but it is about climate change. And um, he's an evolutionary biologist, and um, I really like his ideas, and I really love science. Um, I'd like to read about it. And um, so uh, I approached him and was like, hey, like we work on this because he also likes to write. And so we're, we're doing this thing. And so we're, we're sorting out what it really is about now. And I think we've circled in on it, but it's really fun to work. I mean, it's a collaboration in terms of ideas, mm-hmm. um, but like I'm the only one that's making okay the work and then he's writing and and but we make stuff in response so he'll write I'll make something in response to that and then he responds to what I've made um and it's just fun to have that conversation because our conversations are so broad you know it's like we're talking about like lions that are dying you know and then we're talking about writers and literature and then we're talking about fractals and then we're talking about you know Picasso and how, you know, he was, you know, influenced by African art and how that, you know, started cubism and, you know, like where all these ideas kind of come from. And it's just so layered and, you know, kind of coming into different things that um, that in of itself, the conversation is so fulfilling to me. And it's been hard to translate that into a visual form for Mm me. Um, I haven't, you know, like that's why it's taking mm-hmm. me, like I'm doing all these studies because I'm trying to really get at um, these ideas and they're pretty fascinating yeah. what we've kind of start, like started narrowing in, like what we're really, like, you know, we're interested in all these things, yeah. but we're really interested in like this one idea um, and it's how to make that visually. So, um, yeah, it's, but it's going to be fun. That's a fun process. It is a fun process. Um, 
there's an artist you might enjoy, Lori Frick. She's out mm. of Texas, and okay. she uh, does science and brainwaves mixed with abstract art. That's pretty cool. I don't know. You might enjoy her work. A I'm gonna bit. look it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you done collaboration before? I have. So I'm actually part of another collaboration. It's called The Fourth Artist, and mm-hmm. we've been doing that for years. Um, in that collaboration, we're actually starting a body of work. So mainly that collaboration, we deal with about women's issues. Um, so this one that we're doing um, is about, it's starting about, like it's about women's power and what's happened to it. Like, why is it that women kind of don't have, like that they've allowed someone else to write their history and speak mm-hmm. for them and all of these things. And, and there's a lot of layers to that, but um, we're, we started talking about how women need to tell their own stories. So we started with our own and we started making pieces and we we mail them back and forth in the mail. And then we get together and we make larger pieces together. Mm. Um, And this one is about our own stories and about how like our bodies pretty much gave out on us at certain points in our life when we needed to make a change. Like we you know were just kind of going along with something until we couldn't anymore like physically like collapse and have to change something about our life and um so that work is really interesting and so what i love about collaboration is i get to dive into things i wouldn't on my own mm-hmm. um you know in my own i'm very much about certain ideas and i'm those are probably going to fascinate me until the end of my life but with these collaborations, I get to come up against other things and be challenged and think in a new way and um, deal with issues that still are important to me that I care very much about, but that I just wouldn't necessarily maybe be adventurous enough to go in on my own. And so it's a lot of fun to do it with somebody else, bounce things off yeah. of and, and to kind of share that burden together of figuring it out and um, so yeah that's that's a really exciting one as well is this a group that you and the other artists made together or is this something that you joined at some point well it started because we were uh, a critique group from like 825 right the la art association yeah and (laughs) and it was all women it was 12 women and then we had so much fun together that we decided to keep going and then it you know dwindled over the years and then it got down to there was five of us and are like well let's start you know and we like pushed you know maybe we should collaborate but five is too many we figured that Dang, out you guys cut someone so it went down to three oh. and, <laughs> and then th- the um we made some things and, and it was really wonderful and then the third left and said she didn't want to be a part of it and um the two of us that are left um we actually work really well together. Yeah. And so we sometimes invite other people to collaborate with us. But now with that collaboration is in terms of ideas. We actually just want to do the stuff ourselves, like make the art. We, you know, like we have a good way of working together. Um, but yeah, I went from five to two. And, um, you know, that's a whole conversation of itself of how that happens and how do you know when to let go of something mm-hmm. that's not working, mm-hmm. like you hang on too long, Yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, no, it's going really well now and um, the work is really exciting, so. That's amazing. And yeah. 
another reason crit groups are so important. Yeah. It's a point we, like, try to drive home on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Find people to talk about your work with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just the connections, the improvement, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Inspiration. So. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you still a member there? I'm not. Okay. No. Yeah. I think I stopped being a member there like seven years ago. Oh, wow. I think it is definitely a place where it's a good place to start. Completely. And then eventually you would like to grow out of the things that they offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, I mean, if you just want, I mean, because there's always new people coming in, mm-hmm. so you could just kind of keep yeah. getting to know people and everything like that. But I m- ended up moving away, and it wasn't as easy to get to that space. Yeah. And, and it just, and you know, by then I had found my own group of people that I was kind of critiquing with and, mm-hmm. you know, can doing. And so, you know, the needs weren't there as much. Um, but I have friends that are still in it, and it's mm. wonderful for them. And, you know, so nothing but good things to say about it. It's yeah. just you know absolutely doing something else we were just there this weekend yeah oh, that's <laughs> for fun. a show mm-hmm. it's fun is peter still there oh yeah yeah, yeah that's okay. we're uh planning on having him on the podcast oh, to do an interview yeah yeah he's gonna be great so if you would like to look up jackie's work where would we find your work so my website is just my name jackieleishman.com um i'm also on instagram which my handle is Jay Leishman Art. That's, that's probably where you can Perfect. find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you have any closing statements before we dive into real or fake art news headlines? Um, no, not no. <laughs> Hard pass. All right, it's done. Okay. Okay. You have to explain the rules All right, before so you, you dive in. You two are competing against each other. Okay. <laughs> I lost last time. I'm so. really bad at these things. That's okay. okay. Um, so some of these headlines are real okay. and some I made up. Okay. And so we're going to go through them one at a time and you guys have to guess which ones are real and which ones are fake. Okay. All right. And are you keeping score? Yep. Great. All right. Freeze New York sees attendance drop as ticket prices soar. Uh, repeat the question. <laughs> or the, the Am I supposed topic? to say true or false? Yeah, yes. real or fake. Okay, real or fake. Okay. All right. Freeze New York sees attendance drop as ticket prices soar. That doesn't make any sense. Attendance went down when they upped the ticket prices. Oh, I thought that meant that they were selling more tickets. When tickets... Oh, ticket prices... As ticket soar. prices soar. <laughs> Got it. All right. I'm saying that's false. <laughs> okay, I'll say it's true. That is fake. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a very common headline. <laughs> uh, who is right here? Still. I picked apart your false, fake. <laughs> you understand it. I just like switch out the name of a normal event. <laughs> All right. You look so offended too I'm, when I question it. I am like, how dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, fine. <laughs> Instagram suppresses its hashtag fine art model, penalizing working models. Penalizing? 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 I think you can go either way. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is there like. I just. I have no idea. 
I don't know what Instagram's doing with their hashtags or whatnot, whatnot. So I'm going to say false. I think I'm going to go false, too. That one is real. Oh, oh man. All right, but it's okay. She's only up by one. It's okay. You All win right. nothing. <laughs> All right. You lose nothing either. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Artist awesome. Trevor Paglin's orbital reflector is officially lost in space thanks to Trump. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to go true, I think. Me too. It is real. Okay. I'll never make that up. <laughs> Are art fairs for buyers or influencers a reflection of this weekend's events? Hmm. Oh, <laughs> you guys just keep staring at me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I have no idea. Where I feel like it's fair. true. Yeah, it could be true. That one is fake. Oh, man. Hmm. All right, we only have two more. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten so many wrong. <laughs> You've gotten one, right? Okay. You guys are tied. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're tied for the win. All right. I think. Nope, no. No. Oh, okay, no. Know. Okay. No? All right, all right. Um, Sam Art Museum appoints, oh, Sam Seattle Art Museum appoints tech entrepreneur Michael Cooney as director. I can feel like that's true. Cooney? Cooney. Cooney? Uh, I'm going to go false, just to mix it up. That one is fake. All right. That, All one, right. that one was a hard one. Dude, thank you. I like the more I had to look ones. up a museum I hadn't heard of. Oh, okay. To make it more believable. Mm. Okay. All right. Museum censored a feminist artist's phallic work, then a banana-eating army of protesters stepped in. This is true. Okay, true. I don't know. <laughs> Have you heard That's about true. that? I didn't really hear what you said. I just oh. heard something was going on with the feminists and there's bananas. censored a feminist artist's <laughs> phallic work and then a banana-eating army of protesters stepped in. Oh, okay. Very weird. So there's a museum, and I don't know all the specifics, but I read this story, um, where there was a video of uh-huh. uh, the female artist eating a banana but very sexualized uh-huh. and so the museum I think has a new curator and they wanted to pull that piece okay and so women are angry about the so censorship mm-hmm. and so now a lot of um, female artists are posting photos of themselves eating In bananas. bananas okay I know. I know this stuff. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. It's fine. Okay. Who won? I think I did. Yes. Very much so. No, I was horrible at this game. Hey. It's okay. You tried? I tried. And you know what? That's all that matters. It does. It does. I'd give you a participation trophy. Yeah. Those those make you feel really good. Yeah. 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 I feel like that was sarcasm. It was. Everybody gets one. No, but I like it. Showing up means a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Brene Brown taught me that. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and meeting us out here. This was great. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. You guys are doing great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.